Welcome to St. John's online service for Palm Sunday 2021. We light a candle before the service and you may do so at home as well. God is good, and he is with us. When God appeared on earth in the person of Jesus, most of the world did not recognize him and therefore did not worship him. Today we ask for faith that will open our eyes to see Jesus for who he is, that we might worship him in truth. People of God, behold your God. We open our eyes to see his glory. We open our ears to hear his wisdom. We open our hands to offer him gifts. We open our mouth to sing his praise. We open our hearts to offer him our love. He is Lord. We sing our first hymn, Open the Eyes of My Heart, Lord. Oh 
It is very important to maintain our relationship with our God by saying sorry. If anything is bothering us or bogging us down in this current climate, it is very essential to say sorry. So let's pray together. Lord Jesus, on this day you arrived in Jerusalem, humble on a donkey. We are sorry for our pride and selfishness. Lord Jesus, on this day, the crowd hailed you as king. We are sorry for when we have failed to worship you as Lord. Lord Jesus, on this day, people shouted, Hosanna, save us. We are sorry when we have not trusted in you as our Savior. Let's pray. May the God of love bring us back to himself, forgive our sins, and assure us of his eternal love in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The prayer for the day. Almighty and everlasting God, who is your tender love towards human race, sent your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, to take upon him our flesh and to suffer death upon the cross. Grant that we may follow the example of his patience and humility, and also be made partakers of his resurrection. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Now we shall hear the reading from the scripture, from the Holy Bible, followed by talk by our Reverend David Britton. The first lesson is taken from the book of Psalm, Psalm 118, reading from verses 1, 2, and 14 to 24. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for his good, because his mercy endures forever. Let Israel now say that his mercy endures forever. The Lord is my strength and song, and is become my salvation. The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tabernacles of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord doeth valiantly. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord doeth valiantly. I shall not die, but live, and declare the works of the Lord. The Lord hath chosen me so, but he hath not given me over unto death. 
Open to me the gates of righteousness. I will go into them, and I will praise the Lord. This gate of the Lord, into which the righteous shall enter, I will praise thee, for thou hast had me, and hast become my salvation. The stone which the builders refused is become the headstone of the corner. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day which the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Gospel reading is taken from John chapter 12, beginning to read from the 12th verse. The next day, the great crowd that had come to the festival heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel! Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it. As it is written, Do not be afraid, daughter of Zion. Look, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did not understand these things at first, but when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things had been written of him and had been done to him. Here ends the reason. As we focus on our readings, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this Palm Sunday. And as we begin Holy Week, as we remember your triumphant entry into Jerusalem, we pray you'd come and you'd speak to us afresh. And may we know you more fully. In Jesus' name, Amen. Well, I've often wondered uh, how the procession of Jesus into Jerusalem was organised. Uh, if you read some of the other accounts from the Gospels, uh, they go into quite a lot of detail about how Jesus uh, told his disciples to go and get the donkey and what they were to say if they were asked, and etc. Uh, you get this sense that maybe it's something that Jesus planned and uh, organised himself. But if you read John's Gospel, as we have done, you get a slightly different angle. And it seems, uh, according to John's Gospel, that, that Jesus' entry into Jerusalem was, was organised by the crowd. That was with him. Uh, up until then Jesus had been traveling towards Jerusalem uh, and on the way he had been doing some amazing healings and crowds ha had gathered around him. Uh, there was a growing sense of excitement. He really was getting to the height of his popularity and it seems that the crowds now want to make Jesus king. Earlier in John's gospel he's tells about uh, how they tried to do this before, uh, just after the feeding of the 5,000. But at that point, Jesus uh, went and hid himself from them. So this now seems to be their chance. This is their moment. As Jesus is arriving into Jerusalem, this is, this is the time for the revolution to take place. They can come into Jerusalem. They can take the place by storm. They can make Jesus king and let the revolution begin. And so they shout this, really a, a revolutionary cry, Hosanna, blessed 
is the one who comes in the name of the Lord, uh, the King of Israel. Here is the Messiah, they are announcing. Here is the true King of Israel. And it's worth remembering at this point that, you know, Israel, they already have a king. The Jewish people had King Herod, uh, who was their king. And politically speaking, the area was governed by the Roman governor, Pilate. So this really was a, a revolutionary moment. Uh, and the crowds were hoping that Jesus would come in and, uh, and be able to rule them as true king. So what does Jesus do? Well, he goes and he gets himself a donkey. Uh, quite strange. Why does he do that? Uh, you might wonder. Well, maybe it's to fulfill this prophecy that is then quoted. Maybe Jesus uh, already had in mind this prophecy from Ze Zechariah, uh, and he did it on purpose so that people would automatically know uh, that, yes, he really was the Messiah, and he is fulfilling this prophecy from Zechariah. Except at the time, uh, John tells us people didn't really seem to, to get it, and they certainly didn't make that connection with Zechariah. He says that, you know, the disciples did not understand these things. It was only after Jesus died. Uh, only sometime afterwards, they, when they were reflecting on this, when they were trying to make sense of all the events, that they then made this connection with Zechariah. So why a donkey? Well, a donkey was sometimes used by kings as a symbol of peace. Whether it was to come into a place and say, I'm coming in peace, or whether it was to, to declare a kind of a new era of peace after returning from a, a victorious conquest, riding in on a donkey was a symbol of a king coming in peace. And so this is what Jesus chooses to do. Uh, and in fact, he doesn't just choose a donkey, he chooses a colt, uh, a donkey that hadn't even been ridden on, a sign of humility. He really would have been quite low down on the ground as he was riding towards Jerusalem. And we're not quite sure what the crowds make of this particular decision by Jesus, but clearly they, they are very excited about him being, uh, coming as king. And so they lay their cloaks on, uh, as, as you would do, welcoming royalty into the place, and they have their palm branches. But as we know, as events unfold, Jesus disappoints them. He doesn't turn out to be the king that they were expecting. He doesn't come into Jerusalem and take the place by force. And Jesus disappoints the crowd and does things very differently. So what can we take from this story? Of course, it's probably quite familiar to many of us now. Uh, but a couple of thoughts on it. And one is, it is a very uh, important lesson and illustration of, of how Jesus chooses to exercise his power. As we know, as we know from the writings of Paul, as we know from, uh, from many years of uh, theological reflection, Jesus had all the authority in the world. As Paul writes, he is the image of the invisible God. In him all things in heaven and on earth were created. In him all things are held together. And speaking uh, in the earthly sense of the word, Jesus also had a lot of power and influence at that moment. <clears throat> 
He had the crowds on his side. So how does he choose to exercise this power that he has? Well, at his point of greatest influence, he chooses symbols of peace and humility. Paul, reflecting uh, on the gospel, on Jesus, he writes this. He says, God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. And by doing it this way, Jesus gives us an illustration, an example, perhaps, of how power should be exercised. We all have uh, varying degrees of power in different situations. Some, some of you might feel particularly powerless, um, but there are all sorts of different scenarios where we have power, maybe at home, maybe over people under our care, maybe at work where people uh, are under our care in terms of staff that work for us. Even simple exchanges in the shop has a power dynamic as a customer uh, and taking that uh, exchange in the shop. There are all sorts of ways that we can exercise power. And here, Jesus has an example of how to use influence and power. And he chooses peace and humility. It's as if Jesus is saying, you're expecting a Messiah to come in, maybe to take the place by force. That is what you're expecting, that is what you want. But I'm going to show you a different way. I'm going to show you the way of peace, uh, the way of humility. And of course, the crowds eventually over the coming few days were, were disappointed with that. That wasn't what they wanted, it wasn't what they expected. But also it serves as an illustration of how God chooses to exercise his power in the world. God exercises his power in ways that often people possibly don't want or expect. Perhaps it's a lesson for us when we're wanting God to do certain things in the world. Maybe we're wanting God to do certain things uh, about situations that we're facing. And we want a show of strength. We want action. We want change. Maybe there is a different way that God is exercising his power in the world. The final uh, lesson I think we can take, one maybe particularly appropriate at this time, is, is that the crowd did actually have it right at the start. When they shouted Hosanna, when they called out to Jesus as king, they were right to do so. They just had very different expectations of what that kingship would look like. And this cry of Hosanna uh, literally just means save us. And that is something that we can echo and we can mimic. As we place before God, as we place in the hands of Jesus, all the situations that we're facing in our own lives and the situations of the world, we can pray Hosanna, come Lord and save us. But we might need to be open and receptive to thinking about how God might do things in his own way and on his own terms 
rather than in the ways that we are expecting or that we're wanting. And so as we reflect on Palm Sunday, as we reflect on how Jesus chooses to use his power, let us also reflect on our own lives and our own situation and think how too can we pick up our own cross and follow him. Amen. I love you fervently and devotedly, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and the one who rescues me. My God, my rock and strength in whom I trust and take refuge. My shield and the horn of my salvation my high tower, my stronghold. As Jesus enters Jerusalem, the crowds hailed him as the Messiah, saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Lord, as we worship you this Palm Sunday, give us a new dawn into a living hope through the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us pray. Let us pray for our nation. This week marks the anniversary of the start of the pandemic. A year that brought so much pain, suffering and death. We reflect on this day, committing all her tears, sadness and fears to our living God. As we remember all those who have died from the virus, those who are still very sick, and for all bereaved families. Loving and gracious God, we hold in our hearts all grieving families. And may the light of your love spread hope in every home. Father, we pray for the sense of hope inspired by the National Health Services, the emergency services, the many volunteers and others who showed acts of kindness in so many ways. Lord, help us to live as people with love and hope knowing that beyond the pain of the cross lies the joy of resurrection that the blood of Jesus instills in us. Amen. Gracious Lord, redeemed and restore us.
We pray for our church. Lord God, we stand together as a church from different places to remember Jesus' passion and death. Lord, we know that you are in our midst right here this morning. Forgive us our sins and keep us true to Christ by the power of the Word and the Holy Spirit. Help us, Lord, as we continue to find ways to join in prayer and intention through our Easter program, the Community Hope Stone activity, the upcoming confirmation on 9th May, and our gift aiding online. Gracious Lord, redeem and restore us. We pray for a world blighted by suffering and disaster. Lord of creation, we lay before you those in need of hope and prayer, victims and families of the mass shootings in Atlanta and Colorado. We pray for victims and the 400 missing in the Rohingya Kham fire in Bangladesh, and also the floods in New South Wales, Australia. Almighty God, take away the suspicions that sets people against each other, and may your blessing rest in those who have suffered grief and loss. Gracious Lord, redeem and restore us. We pray for our communities. Lord of light, we pray for unity in our communities. Help us to promote peace and eradicate prejudices. Father, surround our young people with love, kindness and good intentions. Soothe their troubled mind of all rage and violence, especially those going through mental crisis and other forms of challenges caused through this isolation and pandemic. We pray for our local businesses impacted by lockdowns and pray for all who have lost their jobs and livelihoods. Loving God, give them encouragement and let the doors of new opportunities open for them. Gracious Lord, redeem and restore us. We pray for those who have died, those who took up their cross and followed Christ in this life. Pray for members of our own parish, St. John, and the neighbor churches, and people who have anniversaries at this time. We also remember those that have no one at this time to remember them. Mighty God, 
May the light of heaven shine upon them as they rise in glory. Gracious Lord, redeem and restore us. We pray for the sick. Lord of Lent, turn your head in. Turn your healing towards those who are sick and in pain. Those wearied by fear of their illness, some known to us and the church and others we do not know. Father, we name them in our hearts in the silence of your presence. May your healing touch envelop them with its ancient power now and always. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen.
And now for some notices. Well, Holy Week uh, is this week, and whilst we can't do all the normal things we would be doing for Holy Week, we've still got a few things going on. First of all, we have a service on Maundy Thursday uh, in the evening on Zoom. Uh, This is at a slightly earlier time than advertised. It will be at seven o'clock. The idea is that um, children are welcome to join in uh, because we're going to be doing a bit more of an interactive service looking at the Passover and uh, what they would have uh, used in Passover. And Barbara is going to be leading us through that and talking about the significance of some of the elements and you'll be invited to to have them with you. Um, Different food items that are used uh, to taste and to reenact the story of um, the Exodus. Some details will be sent out uh, with what you need and also the Zoom link. So do look out for the email that will go out via I Know Church this week. And then on Good Friday, we have uh, an online Stations of the Cross. So that will be at our usual time of 10.30. And on Easter Sunday, we have a service at dawn in the forecourt, uh, six o'clock for an outdoor service. uh, And then we have our uh, online service at 10.30. And of course, this week, we also have Tuesday evening prayer uh, and our pause and pray as well, and morning prayer on Facebook. Uh, One other thing we're encouraging people to do is to just bring a bit of joy and remind people of the hope of the Easter season by placing hope stones around the community or uh, around your street. And the idea is very simple. You just take a pebble, you decorate it with the word hope and then leave it somewhere for people to stumble across. Uh, And that is uh, just another way of bringing a bit of hope and joy this Easter. And one final notice, uh, we have our annual meeting at the end of April. It doesn't seem long since our last annual meeting, but we're reverting back to the usual uh, cycle of annual meetings. So that will be happening at the end of April. Uh, Part of that, we will be renewing our electoral roll. So if you're not on the electoral roll and you wish to sign up, do contact the office. um, And otherwise, uh, we'll be uh, using this opportunity really to to think ahead and to uh, think particularly about uh, what God is calling us to do over the coming year, uh, what areas we should be focusing on as a church. So that's the annual meeting is on the 25th of April uh, and do get in touch if you want more details about the electoral roll. I think that is all for our notices. Now for time for blessing. We have gathered with the crowds crying Hosanna, because even if we were silent, the stones themselves would have called out. We have shared the hope for a world about to be changed, and then it changed. We have walked with another crowd on that called word of scones and condemnation. And now we follow the crowd as it leads out to the cross. And yet even as the world grows dark, we cannot lose hope. Because God is with us, God will be with us, whatever happens. We are not alone.
and the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you now and always. Amen.